Let's get hype. It's time for the Nebraska-Wisconsin Hypecast, brought to you by Husker 24-7. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson, Michael Brunts. Gentlemen, what is your level of excitement to see how many yards Jonathan Taylor can rack up in his third game against Nebraska? Christofferson, we'll start with you. Have I ever called you that? That sounded weird. Just, just straight last name. What? I, don't, I don't know if I like it. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would stay away from that, honestly. Uh, I, I really was kind of uh, taken aback by it. Uh, let's see. He has 470 yards in two games against Nebraska on 49 carries, which comes to an average of, I think, nine and a half yards per touch. I think it'll be a little bit better than that, but I don't think you're silly to think that he's going to run for 200 based off what we've seen. Nebraska's going to have to show something they completely haven't on on defense of late, you know, against an offense like this if, if they want to hold him under 200. If they hold him to 150 to 160, they had a nice day. If, if they hold him to 150 or 160, have they won? I don't know if they won, but I think I think they're at least in the fight. Like, I think that's basically they got to get it sounds weird to say you got to get a guy down to about 155 yards but if if they could do that i think you take that any day of the week i uh i I, i'm eager to see if nebraska can keep him under 200 i think it'll be right around that number um just based on history and and you know what this defense does not do well and what their offense does do well um I, I think that'll still be enough for Wisconsin, obviously, to handle Nebraska. But uh, that, that that's one of the many numbers to watch uh, on Saturday, I think. Yeah, that's certainly going to be an important number uh, as it relates to, to Nebraska. Equally as important, how many rushing yards is Nebraska going to walk out of on Saturday going against this Wisconsin run defense, potentially not having Wandale Robinson? But Adrian Martinez had success against Wisconsin last year in the quarterback run game. It seems to me that they're going to need a lot of Adrian Martinez if Nebraska is going to hang with Wisconsin on Saturday. Yeah, I think they're going to go heavy with the QB run game. They they didn't even really try to disguise that. Troy Walters was discussing it this week that that's got to be a part of it. They feel Adrian Martinez is fully healthy. Wisconsin's only given up 84 yards rushing per game. Nebraska's getting 186 on offense per game. I'll go, I'll meet in the middle on that. I'll say they get about 125 rushing yards. That'd be pretty good, I feel like, right? Like, considering all the questions about their running game at the moment. I, I was thinking, like, 145, and I think you're going to see some yardage, you know, where Wisconsin brings a, a pressure or something like that. And Adrian Martinez is able to escape and pick up yards that way. I don't think they're going to get, you know, to that number with, you know, quarterback designed runs and, and Dedrick Mills. So, you know, I, I think uh, I think you're going to kind of have to have a little bit of Taylor Martinez in the 2012 Big Ten title game uh, to get to that number, which I think that they will. But it's not going to. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a fire drill sometimes back there. <laughs> uh, let's not, uh, we're, we're probably not instilling a ton of hope there. All right, let, let's start on the offensive side of the ball since we're already sort of into it a little bit. What does Nebraska have to do on Saturday to stay within a puncher's chance against Wisconsin? You go first, Bronx. I don't want to, I don't want to be a ball hog here. 
Yeah, you've had the tee box for a while there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Adrian Martinez needs to play his best game of the season. Um, w- would you guys say his best game was probably Illinois, followed up by the first quarter against Colorado? Is that, or first half against Colorado, is that fair? Yeah, that's about right. I think that's fair. He, in both situations, when Nebraska has needed scores late, he looked really good against Illinois, and he actually had a pretty good final drive against Purdue, too, to, to put them up. I mean, the early part of that game where they didn't take advantage of it, he didn't play really well. He played actually better late in that Purdue game than he'll probably get credit for. But I would, I would say early Colorado, Illinois late, and then Purdue late. He hasn't put together a four-quarter game this season, though. You're going to need four quarters of better than those three quarters. So I don't know if that means you just need 2018 Adrian Martinez at his best or maybe Ohio State Adrian Martinez from, from 2018 if you're looking for your early Martinez period. But I think that's what they need to have a puncher's chance is he has to be making plays with his feet. He's got to make some hit those throws that he's been missing uh, pretty much all season. I mean, I, I think you're, you're in order to have a puncher's chance, you're going to need to – have him buck the trend for the season. You're going to need Mills to have his best game. I mean, you're just going to need your your small core of, of skill position players to really play well. And I think it starts with those two. And, and you got to find a way to get J.D. Spielman involved early on in space. Those are the three keys for me uh, with the skill guys. And, and, you know, try to keep as much of a clean pocket as you can for the offensive line. Well, one one of the things they need is uh, we need to see Wandale Robinson like warming up like he's going to play before the game. And I've been doubtful about his status all week. It didn't sound great when Troy Walters was talking. Uh, On Thursday, Scott Frost had more of a positive slant on it, uh, optimistic that he might go, but he hasn't practiced. Uh, So you worry about him. They need him. And then uh, Spielman's the guy. I mean, he had 209 yards receiving last year. And you're not going to grind out 13, 14 play drives against this defense. You're just not. I mean, Nebraska hasn't been good at that against anybody. And they're sure not going to do it against a a Wisconsin defense that's first in the country on third down, only allowing 22% of the conversions. It's just not a good matchup to try to grind it out. They're going to have to hit on three or four or five explosive plays. And uh, Wisconsin has been susceptible to it a bit. Iowa got them on a big pass late in that game. Ohio State dinged them pretty good. Obviously, they have a, a different athletes than anybody else. But that's Nebraska's chance is the explosive play, I think. Just just looking back at it last year, Nebraska lost 41 to 24. Adrian Martinez was 24 of 42 for 384 yards, two touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown on 13 carries for 57 yards. That might have been, I mean, outside of the Minnesota game where he absolutely dominated, he played very well against Ohio State. He was very good against Wisconsin last year, and they still came up 17 points short. So they're, they're going to need that version of Adrian Martinez again. That was the kind of guy that, that sort of exposed, you know, what Nebraska's offense could really mean for, for Wisconsin's defense, and it just beat up on the Oscars for years. And so I – I don't think we're going to see that version of Adrian Martinez, but it's you just look back to last year and you, you look at his stat line in some of these games and you can see why there's so much optimism about him. And I think we kind of forget about that when we, we get lost in sort of the performances that he's had this year. But he, uh, 
he has that ability. I don't know if he has the receivers that he can go get 384 yards. And frankly, guys, I really don't know if they have big play potential right now outside of J.D. Spielman if Wondell Robinson doesn't suit up on Saturday. The, the problem for A.J. Martinez last year against Wisconsin is that he wasn't also playing on defense. I mean, that's where you know they could have used him as well, I think. Well, and if you guys recall, uh, Nebraska had to run about 13 extra plays because of holding and everything else where they gained a bunch of yards and then they lose it because of a holding call and they kept getting in their own way. I mean, they kept driving past Wisconsin's 40, but they weren't resulting in points a lot of the times either. So, yeah, I mean, and, and let's jump over to Nebraska's defense. Potentially no Darian Daniels on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a tough task as it is anyways to stop Jonathan Taylor. What do you think Nebraska can do to make life uncomfortable for Jack Cohn in the rare event where Wisconsin feels like they need to utilize the forward pass? Well, you, you need to start winning some one-on-one matchups, and that's a, a lot to ask against this O-line. Uh, but Wisconsin's offensive line actually had been a little bit inconsistent until last week. They played pretty well against Iowa. So maybe you can get something done there. Uh, if Daniels is out, that's a huge blow. He hasn't practiced for two weeks. Maybe he's one of those guys like an NFL player who you can just sit out, and then when it's game time, say, put it on put on the pads, let's go. Uh, Obviously, Nebraska's secondary can't fall asleep at the wheel, uh, you know, because Wisconsin will lull you to sleep, and then they'll get you with those big plays, Jared Aberderis style, for 45 yards, um, and 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 kill you that way. But I mean, it's got to be run fits, and they linebackers and second level guys just have to play. Uh, frankly, uh, the type of game that we haven't necessarily seen from them against this type of competition. So it's going to have to come from somewhere deep inside them because I don't think we've we've seen stuff on film yet that says, hey, they match up well against this type of team. You are going to need the secondary to make some plays. I mean, it feels like if, if it's happened anywhere on that defense and Big Ten play, it's been, you know, Lamar Jackson making a, a, a nice play on a deep ball or, you know, something like that. I mean, you need a couple of those momentum-type plays, and I think you need them early um, in, in that game to kind of set the tone and get the crowd involved because, you know, what you don't want is you don't want – to get to the second half and Wisconsin is able to really take the air out of the ball and just basically run up Taylor for however many yards he wants. It, you know, with, with Darian Daniels, his situation, I mean, did, did Frost address that today? No, he, he didn't. And, uh, you know, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Daniels, you, when you look at him kind of coming off the field, you're like, okay, maybe he can go. Um, I, I, I have some optimism he's going to play. Uh, but, but obviously he was pretty banged up in that, that Purdue game two weeks ago. So, uh, there's a lot of doubt there. And, and then, you know, beyond that, is, is this the game where I know people are excited to see like Keem Green and some of the Ty Robinson types, but it's a lot to ask for them to be the guys who add depth against Wisconsin in a game like this. I mean, this Brian, might be a, oh. this might be a game where we see, you know, a few wrinkles with fronts, something like that. I, I think you kind of have to maybe not throw the kitchen sink at him, but uh, definitely splash him with a little water and make him uncomfortable. I mean, it's, you've got Keem Green, you've got Ty Robinson, you mentioned, those are guys that, you know, that there was this plan that we've heard all season from Tony Tuioti that they were going to be there for the more physical games in November. And, and, and it's, you know, with, with whatever Daniel's situation is, 
it seems like at least having more bodies and more options would probably be a good thing if you wanted to mix up some fronts. Splash him with a little water. That's, not the uh, kitchen. Not the kitchen sink. Just a little splash of water. Just my, a little douse. I hope, I hope somebody from Nebraska staff is listening to this podcast, and then they they bust that line out uh, on Saturday when when talking to us, or at least Scott Frost does, or we hear that from Eric Shenander. I don't think I've ever heard anybody, you know, not go full kitchen sink, and they refer to it as splash with a little water. Splash, uh, spray, spray him with the hosel a little bit. Is that what, <laughs> is that better? I. I'm up for all of it. I I've never heard of it. I felt like I learned something there. Maybe right. maybe splash the cool water cologne, the Johnson's baby powder in the cool water cologne, like Snoop Dogg would do. I like it. All right, That's go it. on, carry on. <laughs> I I kind of want that reference to just hang in the air a little bit. But <laughs> all right, uh, prior to the to the reference Brian just made, he brought up a couple guys in Jakeem Green and Ty Robinson. Before we get into bold predictions and everything else to round this out. Who, if any, are some new faces or some red shirt freshman candidates that you think could see the field on Saturday? Do we see Do we see Chris Hickman again? I kind of like the look of that that package that they had against Purdue. Um, that might be something they can throw it at Wisconsin offensively as a wrinkle. I mean, I, I think you see him a little bit more, and especially uh, based on the fact that I think he's a pretty good perimeter blocker. Um, he would be one that I would expect you'd probably see a little bit of on Saturday. Yeah, beyond that, I don't, I don't know that there's any. I mean, you know, obviously Garrett Nelson's going to play a lot. We know, you know that. But um, I mean, I, I don't know that they're going to throw out like a Miles Farmer type for for much uh, that's meaningful. Uh, we know Noah Pola Gates now is on the shelf for the year, so uh, I, I think what what they got is what they got for the most part. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into bold predictions. I will give you guys a few seconds to, to come up with yours, uh, as if you hadn't been working all week on it. I'd be a little bit disappointed if you were just now trying to pull it out of the recesses of your mind. But here's my bold prediction for Saturday's game against Wisconsin. Nebraska will have the lead in this contest. Wow. Is wow. that bold? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's like more depressing than anything. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's bold. I, I think it will happen. When? It in, well, um, that's kind of the difficult part. I think that Nebraska will go down and score on its first drive, uh, and they might score on its second drive. I, I actually think Nebraska's offense will do okay on Saturday. I, I think we could see some wrinkles. I guess I wouldn't be shocked if they bring back that kind of uh, power formation a little bit to give Wisconsin something to think about, especially with the injuries they've suffered in their defensive line with Bryson Williams. Um, I, I just think Nebraska will do something different on offense, catch Wisconsin a little bit early in the game. It won't be the sort of sustainable thing that they can build off of, but I think that they will have a lead during the first half. Okay. Brunt? Cade Warner, seven-yard touchdown on a quick pass to the outside, and he barrels his way into the end zone. Quick pass to the outside like he's Jack Stoll or a quick pass to the outside like he's a receiver? Like he's a receiver. That okay. the, the quick the quick pass to Jack Stoll goes to Jack Stoll and Jack Stoll alone. So I will uh, I will say as a wide receiver. And they'll uh, they'll get the, the perimeter blockers out there for him and he'll get in for six six points from seven yards out. Brian. All right. Um, Wait, no, that was that was more of an oddly specific prediction, isn't it? 
Yeah, it wasn't wasn't you know real wasn't particularly bold. bold. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We'll take okay. it. I'll circle around. Keep going. Uh, bold prediction. Uh, Scott Frost is going to go back to uh, the, the shovel pass in some moment, uh, and it'll work. It'll be an effective play. It won't be inside the five, although I would really sort of enjoy it just to see the reaction of him doing it again. But they'll, they'll do the shovel pass, and uh, it'll, it'll take off for about a 35-yard gain. All right, here, here's here's a better one. I think Nebraska is going to hit three screen passes to a running back or somebody out of the backfield against Wisconsin on Saturday. I think that's that's bold. How about that? Three for positive yards total. Yeah, they're they're going to hit them. They're for positive gains where you're going to we're, we're in the press box on Saturday. I'm going to lean over to you and kind of give you a little elbow, like really. So that's that's my bold prediction. All right, I like it. Uh, are we ready to go into player predictions now? Do you have a, a player, a pick-to-click that you will go with on Saturday? We'll start with Brooks. For Nebraska? You can pick anybody in the game if you want. I'm blanking on his name, but I think I, I feel like Wisconsin's tight end is going to have a big game. Um, going through my notes here. So, somebody go on. without. Uh, I'll, I'll circle back. Prepared as always, as we are, yeah. I will take over. <laughs> I know it's these questions always catch people by surprise at the end of every podcast on Fridays, but uh, I will go with Lamar Jackson as my Nebraska pick to click. I think that he has another interception, continues a strong season. I think, uh, you know, he has a, a big play in this game in terms of at least, you know, helping Nebraska out maybe early in the game, sets him up for an easy short field touchdown. They take advantage. Lamar Jackson with a takeaway. Um, minus J.D. Spielman, which isn't that bold, I understand, but it, it feels Doesn't like have when, to be bold. We're right, done with bold. Okay, no boldness is needed. Uh, you know, whenever Nebraska's in these games where you feel like they're a little outgunned going in, it always feels like J.D. Spielman has a huge day. You know, like even if some of it's when the game's already decided. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets somehow like 125 to 150 receiving yards because he's really – the one thing we know they have without knowing Wandale's status for sure. I'll go with uh, Jake Ferguson was the name I was searching for. Uh, Wisconsin's tight end. I feel like Wisconsin's tight ends frequently have big days against Nebraska. It's his turn. Uh, and for Nebraska, I'll go with Barrett Pickering. I feel like uh, you know that there, there's going to be some field goal opportunities, and I think he's going to take advantage there. Probably a great sign that Brunch will have an interesting score prediction coming up right here. Yes. Uh, BT, you will start us off. Score prediction. Who do you like on Saturday? Give us the score. I'll keep it short. I think Wisconsin 38-20 to 20, uh, just kind of grinds it out on Nebraska. You know, obviously, they, they're very good with time of possession. They're number one in the country. Nebraska's like 113th, and I, I just think they're going to wear on Nebraska. Hopefully, Nebraska makes Wisconsin at least grind it out, and it's not one of these deals where it's Melvin Gordon style and you're, you're just seeing a bunch of uh, 55-yard type runs. I'm uh, going with a weird score per usual. Um, I think I think this will be a game into the second half. I think Nebraska will uh, be able to make Wisconsin sweat this one a little bit. I'm going to say Wisconsin 32, Nebraska 19, um, with Wisconsin pulling away late uh, in this one. All right. I, uh, I like Brunt's going with the, the interesting score there, combined 51 points. 
Um, I am going to go Wisconsin 28, Nebraska 17. I think Nebraska can hang in for a little bit, but the depth of Wisconsin too much. They have a blueprint. They have a strength. They can play to it. Nebraska really doesn't. They're kind of flying by the seat of their pants at this point, making it up as they go along. I like Wisconsin to win in this game. But as I said, Nebraska will have their opportunity early. It just will be pulled away from them late. And that concludes another happy um, typecast. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was exciting as always. I mean, you know, anytime you can discuss how many yards Jonathan Taylor may go for after putting up the numbers that he has in his career, you know, the people are going to leave happy. Well, we'll have a recap of this game on the Third Shift podcast after the game on Saturday, and we'll be back with our normal, regularly scheduled Wednesday podcast next week as well. You're listening to Husker 24-7.